Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Fifty-six yarder. It's got no. Does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. Welcome back to another week of College Gridiron. I am Danny Scott, joined per usual by Tyler Who, and we got Keenan Troy back on the pod after his volunteers go down last week. Guys, absolutely wild slate of college football last week. Three top ten teams go down. Three top six teams go down. Mm -hmm. Lots to discuss, but before we do that, how are we doing today? Danny, I had a gut feeling this past Saturday, and you told me not to overthink it on our one-on-one show when we were picking LSU-Bama, and you know, you were wrong, so I'm still a little uh, mad I at told you. you not to think it when we were picking Georgia. You did also tell me to overthink, not to overthink it during the LSU-Bama game, so that I'm still a little salty about that, but I'm doing great as always. I know you're, uh, you're luck with the Irish. I mean, when I go two it's for three week. on picks and predicting top ten matchups, I think that's a pretty good week. I would have went two for three if not for you. No, I'm kidding. But um, it was a good week, really fun college football week, and I'm glad to be back here with you guys again. Yeah, boys. Um, Tennessee went down. I know we'll get into that, but... Besides that, that was like a weekend of eyeballs on the TV from the 12 o'clock slate on because we had Ohio State in that terrible weather up in Evanston mm-hmm. taking on Northwestern. We thought maybe the Buckeyes would fall. They get out the win, and then, you know, Bama, LSU, ND, Thriller. Clemson, Tennessee, Georgia, just must-watch television, and then TCU continues their quest to run the table, so I'm excited to dive in with y'all. Yeah, it's an absolutely wild week, but... As a resident Notre Dame fan, I want to jump straight into the Notre Dame over Clemson discussion. Last week, you know, for the past few weeks, I've been saying, Notre Dame's going to catch them. Notre Dame's going to catch them slipping. Everyone is telling me I'm crazy. Notre Dame is going to beat Syracuse. Notre Dame's going to beat Clemson. I called that. I was spot on with that. Notre Dame takes down number four Clemson, 35-14, to in an absolute wild game. They just felt so dominant. Clemson didn't score until the fourth quarter. They just bullied them up front, this Notre Dame team, plays like a team that when they're good, they can beat anyone in the nation, and I truly believe that. But when they're not efficient and effective, they can lose to anyone in the nation, and it it really annoys me. Danny, did I not also felt... Follow you on that pick. Yeah, Notre but but I've been saying it for over a month. Well, I wasn't now. paying attention to that game in retrospect. Like I wasn't really like looking forward to that game. But I was like, yeah, I picked Notre Dame because Clemson one, they're fraudulent. Two, you know, they kind of suck. <laughs> DJ Uyungle did not play his best game. They couldn't get anything going on the run game besides like a little bit of stuff with Will Shipley. But Notre uh, Dame, Will re- Shipley played. He did decent. okay, but like not okay enough for them to not, take. Not over. a Will Shipley yeah. statement no. that we've statement seen in game. big games all year. Exactly, and um, what do you call it? Notre Dame ran all over them. Clemson got their clock cleaned. And tell me, this Notre Dame team doesn't remind you a little bit of last year's Clemson team, where they started so slow and now they're like rolling. Uh, I think they're a little better than last year's Clemson team. I couldn't. I can't be mad at that. But yeah, no, like very similar. Tra- uh, trajectory start yeah. off really slow lose to one of the best teams in the nation week one and yeah. then oh possible eventual national championship we'll get into that later with ohio state but um 
they started to hit their stride around the second half of the season and get a signature win against a very good team. Yeah, I think Notre Dame, Nuke, I think, you know, coming into this game, if you're Marcus Freeman, you just had that big steamrolling win against Syracuse where the offense was about as proficient as we've seen, you know, in this new era of Notre Dame's, you know, quest to get back into the top four. And, you know, after the slow start, it didn't look like it. So I guess the question then became, and, you know, Danny, I was on this podcast with you going into Notre Dame, Syracuse, or one week out of Notre Dame versus Syracuse. And I was Notre Dame's biggest fan because I wanted them to get hot at the right time and expose Clemson for the frauds that they are, which normally doesn't come out of my mouth because I <laughs> hate Notre Dame. But, you know, I do like Marcus Freeman as a coach, so it's it's the duality of man. But nonetheless, yeah. they got hot and walloped Syracuse. And then coming into this game, Marcus Freeman game plan for this team to dominate in all three phases. I really think, you know, just dominating the run game this you know we saw Notre Dame line up one play with eight offensive tackles like yeah, it was awesome amazing like old school football Iowa football incarnate <laughs> the special teams and defense each get a score you know I think that blocked punt for touchdown really set the tempo in South Bend and the pick six and the pick six in the fourth quarter kind of stamped that Notre Dame was going to walk this one off but I really think that blocked punt you know I don't know what the pre- game and you know leading up to this the game plan was on that but clearly Notre Dame saw something they brought pressure got to the punter and from that I think Dabo knew he was on the ropes because Mm -hmm. as good as this Clemson team has been they have not been in a game this year you know maybe you say that Wake Forest game maybe you say that scare against NC State a little bit of that scare before they ended up running away with it and even against Syracuse Clemson had been able to impose themselves. Marcus Freeman relied heavily on his defense, setting the tone early with that special teams play, and it was just lights out for the Irish. I mean, Danny, your two favorite stats, Notre Dame won both this game. Yeah. The turnover battle won 2 nothing, and then they won time of possession by six minutes. They absolutely dominated the run game, dominated on defense. Those two defensive and special teams touchdowns were the key. They kind of set the tone for the game. Obviously, as Keenan just said, and that's huge. You you win that way. You win by playing yes, great defense exactly. and you know executing on special teams when other teams aren't ready. You know, it, earlier in the year, uh, especially against Ohio State and against Marshall, this team was just getting bullied up front. Mm-hmm. Second half of that Cal game, they they kind of figured something out. Something it's something switched. And this is the team that we've been seeing in every game except for that Stanford game, and that was a low scoring game as well. Um, but this team, I mean, 263 rushing yards, over 100 from Diggs and Estime both. I mean, Drew Pine only had 85 passing yards. He threw the ball 17 times. Oh, he was chilling. This team is starting to figure out their identity, and I love it. And it makes me feel really good about the potential for this team next year. I mean, obviously yeah. the season is, is kind of a lost, lost cause. Get to a bowl um, game. Get well, we'll definitely get to a bowl game. And I could... You know, I'm not going to say, you know, a New Year's Six Bowl, but they'll be one of those, you know, fringe really good bowls. Like, I, I don't even know what it what's good this year. But they'll play another ranked team once they get to a bowl game. But uh, enough of the Notre Dame because there was a game this weekend that meant everything in the world to uh, what's going to be going on in a couple of months, and that was Georgia dominating Tennessee. And uh, I'm sorry, Keenan, I know you're a Tennessee guy, but 
this team, this Georgia team is just so good. They, they're they really good on both sides of the ball. And Stenson Bennett actually played decent. Yeah. He played better than decent. We can't slander him in, right now. He, we he, can't. He he makes plays in big yeah. games. He's going to be and a great tight end in the NFL one day. Uh, he's going to be a great used car salesman. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. I'm kidding. Um, but no, this, this Georgia team, it really, you know, it was only 27-13, but it really felt way bigger than that. It felt like a domination. It felt like. Georgia was just able to impose their will all over Tennessee. Oh, they were dominant the whole game. It felt like I, I felt like I, I, I leave for like ten minutes to take like a quick nap, and I come back and they're up twenty-one three, and I'm just like, oh my god, this this Georgia team really came to play. They showed why they should never have been ranked below number one in the nation. That was the poll kind of trying to flip some stuff and you know get cute. But this Georgia team, you were right. This is the best team in the nation. Stetson Bennett played honestly really well. I'm. Just, like I gotta give props to him. He he threw the ball well. He had a, one of the best throws I've ever seen. He no, the best throw I've ever seen him make in the first quarter. Just threw an absolute dime down the field. It was um, I don't know. It was like a fifty-two yard pass to up Smith. Up the seam. Up yeah, the seam. up the seam. It was a beautiful throw, and um, and he ran the ball for that touchdown. Showed off some speed, some you know deceptive quickness, a little after sneaky athleticism. R- rushing touchdown on that first exactly. Drive. He looked fast, and he just looked like the better quarterback than Hendon Hooker all day. I don't. I don't know if I was expecting that because I did pick Tennessee to win, which is cre- like you know credit Danny for getting the right pick there. But I've I've been on this yeah. Georgia wave since You've been last on this year wave for like two and, years, now. and every single time you pick against them, uh, dating back to the SEC championship game when when I did pick Georgia and Alabama beat them, but then the Natty I we come pick, back yeah, exactly, and, and I've just been on this heater with Georgia, and, and right. they don't let me down. They're just so dominant on. Both sides of the football. Just all reliable. They run They run the ball well. They have weapons. They have the best tight end in the nation, Brock Bowers. Uh, second best. Best tight end. I'm sorry. Second Michael best. Mayer's not no, there yet. Michael Mayer. And then Stetson so Bennett played a turnover free game, which right, is let's so let, key. Let's let Keenan get, get yeah. in this conversation. Very, he's the Georgia fan. Yeah. Or oh, Tennessee, Tennessee fan. fan. I want to hear Keenan's Tennessee perspective. Yeah. So I think going into this game, guys, all the onus was on Tennessee. Now, if you watched Game Day live in Athens, Everybody but Luke Bryan picked <laughs> Tennessee to win. Wow, which normally isn't a good sign. Um, <laughs> if you follow, you know what happens when heavy f- favorites are yep. ignored by. Even though Vegas had Tennessee beating them, you know everybody expects Georgia in this college football playoff. And you know going into this game, I really saw it as a contrast of two different arcs for this year. Georgia has been comfortable in every football game they've played. They opened the season strong against Oregon and then really, you know, haven't had a marquee test, something worthy of a primetime game versus Tennessee, who's up until that Georgia game took care of ranked LSU, took care of ranked Florida at the time, beat the absolute tar out of their rival Kentucky the week before. Beat Alabama. Beat Beat, Alabama. Pitt was ranked, they beat Pitt. Beat Pitt. So Tennessee had all the mojo cooking into this, coming into this game, and I think what was really the statement was the way Georgia's front four was able to get pressure on Hendon Hooker. Because if you've watched Josh Hoople's system since taking over this Tennessee program, they're the fastest team going from play ending to ball snapped, averaging about like. I want to say seven, 14 to 17 seconds, somewhere they're, in there. They're ridiculously fast. So they get to the line and they go. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen work to Tennessee's credit this entire year is just being able to tire teams out. 
It wasn't the case with Jer- Kirby Smart's Georgia defense. They got pressure on Hendon Hooker. You know, a lot of the routes that this receiving core that has turned a lot of heads for this Tennessee program is based on reads. So, you know, they get to the line, they see what their DBs are set up into, and then, you know, whether it's Jalen Hyatt or Cedric Tillman, they have an an option route. So they'll, you know, maybe take it on a post or just run a simple curl, depending on what they're given. But getting that pressure up front, it doesn't allow that timing between Hooker and his wide receivers to the point where he knows what they're running. So we saw a couple miscommunications, Hendon not able to get the ball out well, You know, this Tennessee team, as good as their offensive attack has been through the air, it also requires a lot of talent on the ground, whether it's from Jabari Small, who left injured, was a question mark, didn't really get the ball that much, or Jay Wright. They just didn't get what they needed out of the run. Georgia kept sending wave after wave. There was a point when it was 14-3 Georgia. Hendon Hooker had a shot like he did last year. You know, everybody was making the comparison when the play happened. Had a chance to throw an early deep ball. He had Jalen Hyatt in one-on-one coverage. You know, arguably one of the better receivers in college football this oh, year. Definitely the one, be- of the one of the best. One of the one top, of the arguably top five, yeah. top three. Yeah, yeah. Easily. At, at least in the statistical Elite round. Receiver. But he had a step. He overthrew him. Another chance when it was 21-6. to six. Right. Cedric Tillman has a step. He overthrows him. So there were plays for Tennessee to get back in this. They failed to execute. And the storyline for me coming out of this is Georgia has cemented itself as the best college football team in the nation. I think if Tennessee wins, that title belongs to them. They don't. And their SEC championship hopes lie in the hands of Mississippi State or Kentucky. (laughs) Yeah, that ain't good hands. (laughs) So so as we get into the top 25 in a a minute here, guys, the big question mark is what's going to happen to this really good Tennessee team. Because, you know, 27 to 13 – on paper, that says you know, close you it a two score game. You hung in there. It wasn't the two. But it, if you watched this game, you knew that yeah. thing was over in the first quarter. This Georgia team really came. To, uh, their defense is ridiculous. They had six sacks, eight tackles for loss. They had they forced two turnovers. You saw that play where Keely Ringo basically ran that route for the receiver and got the pick. It was ridiculous. And they just got so much pressure up front, as you said. And t- yeah, Tennessee just couldn't get anything going on the run. Their longest run of the day was eleven yards. It's absolutely ridiculous. Georgia, you were right on them, Danny. Unbelievable team. They they have an NFL defense. Yeah, no, this this team just every single week, they they show up. Or not even every single week. They've had games that were, the, that were a Missouri little too close for comfort. Mizzou, Kent, Kent State, State for yeah. that first half. Every other game they've kind of dominated. But when it's a big game, this team shows up and shows out. And, mm-hmm. and it's very, very fun to watch Extremely them. Extremely well coached. Um, and, you know, I like their style of play. They score a lot of points, and they play fantastic defense. And that's, you know... My favorite style of football. Danny's got ball. Yeah, exactly. And this this team is just very good. And I think Keenan, you're absolutely right that this is the best team in the nation. Uh, one last thing, you know, we talked, Tyler. You talked about Stenson Bennett and Danny Bull said he proved himself, you know, to be a really strong quarterback. I don't never going to win a Heisman. Yeah, he's no, not. No. He's not, you're not even relevant in that discussion. But he's the quarterback they need. And Very solid. Whether you want to say Brock Bowers is the best tight end in second best college football or not, depending on you know how big of a homer you are, Danny. Right, Danny. <laughs> he is, and he exposed it on uh, against this Tennessee defense that had been clicking, you know, coming into this week. He is just a mismatch against anyone. You could probably line him up against, you know, mid 
NFL linebackers and he would still dominate that. Them. That's how yeah. good he is. And and the annoying thing is like, you know, being a recent Tennessee fan is third and nine scares me because that is just a Brock Bowers ten yard out and it's gonna hit every time because Stenson Bennett can deli- the chemistry between those two is off the charts and you know that as long as right. Brock Bowers is on the field, no down yard no yard to gain is is safe because he has after the you know, running Yard after objective. tackle, he's athletic. He's just a freak. So, very Travis Kelsey esque. Yeah, no, he's he's very good. Uh, and he didn't have a great game against. He only Tennessee. had three catches. Yeah, twenty seven. I only yards. saw one one catch. It's it's said three catches for twenty seven, I believe. Oh, three catches for. 20. But but very, even very but even still, him, him. You have to play pretty much. You know, if you're running zone, you have to pretty much send help on your linebacker every single time. He's right he's a he's a major concern. Like right. he, you plan. have to you have to game plan for him. Exactly. But but just to just to prove my my point, Brock Bowers, thirty four receptions, five hundred and seventy four yards, three touchdowns. Michael Mayer, fifty one receptions, six hundred and twenty four yards and seven touchdowns. You see, when one is the only weapon in his offense, there's a difference. The numbers are I, I mean, have Brock you Bowers seen this is, Notre Dame running game? Brock, Brock Bowers is much more talented. We know this. Let's get the bias out of here. Keep right. it moving. <laughs> no, he's, he's, I just disagree with that statement. But, well, I, you, calm down over there, buddy. <laughs> um, we'll switch over to um, my least favorite coach in all of college football, somehow getting a win over Nick Saban. Um, LSU beats number six Alabama. 32-31, um, and this is just – it's game over for Alabama. This is – Season's this, It's over. wraps. LSU, so long as they win their last two games, will be competing against Georgia in that SEC championship. Um, but I was shocked in this game. I, I really thought Alabama was just going to take it to them. I thought it was – outrageous that LSU was ranked as the number 10 team in the nation. They didn't have a signature win um, outside of that Ole Miss win that they dominated in. But every other game besides that, it's, it's been like, okay, who who is that school? They dominated this one. Uh, not dominated, but they, they, beat, they beat Nick Saban in Alabama, who has arguably the two best players in the nation on, on one roster in Bryce Young and... Will um, Anderson. Will Anderson? Yeah, I almost said Will Jones, but uh, <laughs> uh, for some Good boy. reason, yeah. But you know, LSU gets it done. Congrats to Brian Kelly. That that I, I know that, that hurt you to say it. That uh, two point conversion play. Uh, wow, it, Brian 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 Kelly deserves some credit for for being able to call that. Yeah, that takes some guts right there. Um, great call play call. But I said it. This is always going to be a close game. It's in Death Valley. Um, yep. Death Valley is a t- very, very, very tough place to play. And Alabama and LSU historically have very close games. I wanted to pick LSU, but you told me not to overthink it, so I switched over and p- picked Bama. Big mistake. I won't tell you ever again, Danny. Um, oh, you won't tell me. <laughs> I won't you'll tell pick, you. You'll pick against Georgia every single week now, absolutely, too? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, yeah. I'm kidding. That's not You tailed me in two of the three, and two of the three hit. And one of them eh. was one of the biggest upsets in recent college football memory. Notre Dame beating Clemson is not one of the biggest upsets in recent. Unranked versus number four, bro. They were like three and a half point underdogs. Unranked versus number four. That's a massive it's, upset. A, a number four. Clemson's frauds. Come on, keep it moving. You can't say the biggest upset of all time and simultaneously. I didn't be... say. I said one of the bigger upsets in recent memory. <laughs> but can't be saying that and still writing ND as heavily as you are. You can't say it's such an upset. If yeah, you're, you're trying, saying, to, trying to play the victim card now. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it, it's you said, a, you, you said like they knocked off. 
off the number four team in the nation. Ah. That's uh, and when they're but, unranked. But that's haven't a we massive... been calling Clemson frauds all year? Yes, but it doesn't matter. It's still a massive upset. That yeah. it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that it's an upset. Doesn't move me. Doesn't move me. Okay, um, Tyler. That being said, yeah, Jaden Daniels played an amazing game. Uh, three total touchdowns. They were able to run the ball at will. And that Bryce Young early, I know nothing came out of that early pick, but that early pick on the goal line is a mistake that's going to haunt him. That's called that's not the, take, It's not, the difference in the game. Right. That's not. That's called not playing with your food. You're on the four, opponent, opposing four-yard line, and you don't score a touchdown or even a field goal. A field goal could be the difference in this game. You don't, and you lose the game. Bryce Young's going to be kicking himself for that. It's, I mean... Just bad execution. This Bama team just didn't feel like, you know. We had questions about them even before they lost to Tennessee. They were, like, uh, a little iffy. This cements it. This is a very disappointing Bama team. They were always, like, a little fluky here and there. They didn't look that good, obviously, the Texas game, Texas A&M. And they had so much hype coming into right, this Right, exactly. I thought they would be the undisputed number one. And now their season is over. Gives me the vibes of that 2019 season a little bit where they lost two games, lost to LSU. Got knocked off. They're done now. Season's over. So early odds throw the house on Alabama Natty next year. Ooh. Because <laughs> after they had one, arguably the best football team in the So who's their backup quarterback? Uh, I don't even know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even know at this point. Probably Georgia Natty, three-time run it back. Yeah, no, this Bama team just didn't execute. To, I, th- I think as bad as Bama looked, we have to give credit to Brian Kelly. Danny, I know that makes you sick, but, you know, I will say the one flaw or the one shortcoming we saw during Brian Kelly's entire tenure at Notre Dame is he was never able to get a quarterback that could break open a game in the way Jaden Daniels can for this LSU Tigers right. team. And he could never win the big game, and he well, just did. If Brian Kelly could recruit better, because Jaden Daniels is already there, so sounds but, like but, but, I don't don't give him credit. For, sounds for sounds like Notre Jayden Dame should Daniels. enter a conference so they can play against actual teams and get some actual television <laughs> but, time. But anyway, they're on they're the only <laughs> team that's nationally televised every single week. Uh, anyway, we move and I think <laughs> Jaden Daniels being the dual threat quarterback that he is, you know, it's kind of I don't want to say the same way we saw it with Hendon Hooker because Jaden Daniels is a 10 times more proficient straight runner. Yeah, he's more but athletic. But in every close game we've seen this Alabama team play, they're still just not able to set you know set that outside edge on the quarterback. And we saw Daniels take you know liberty with the fact that you know Bama wasn't sustaining pressure and keeping him inside the pocket and allowing him to be mobile. And then you have to give major props to Brian Kelly again, which makes me sick too, Danny, because a lot of my hatred for Notre Dame is. You know, credited to that man. Yeah, big old Barney with his purple face screaming. But going it for two, <laughs> going for two there. I mean, obviously have to respect the guts, but I also think it was the right call oh, you because play with the game. Yeah, you got. You know, Bama has everything to lose. You know, you beat them, and you're suddenly back in not only SEC title. You know, and there's a there's, there's a there's a outside chance, chance outside that they make chance. the play yeah. they can make the playoffs. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, I don't even know if it's that out. Uh, I no, mean, it's outside. They, they gotta beat Georgia, but if they're they three if spots they back. no, it's, I, it's you're tough. telling me if well, they, they Georgia, if they win the SEC championship, they're yeah. not in. It's a lock. It's the a SEC championship yeah, yeah. is an auto bid. Yeah, so I I think Good that time. for Brian Kelly to go out there and take that game when he did, especially because going into that fourth quarter, LSU, you know, was humming. Yeah. Only allowed nine points through three quarters to this alleged explosive Bama offense. You know, held Bryce Young in check, and then Bryce Young starts to take, you know, really take off. 
in the fourth. You know, they make it a game. And then as soon as Brian Kelly, you know, scores that quick touchdown in the first overtime, he's going for two the entire time. Run a nice little play. And, you know, I think it's funny. We saw a play that could have crushed Bama's hope and dreams, you know, go terrible when we saw A&M run whatever they ran and threw the <laughs> yeah. ball out at the pylon. They go back to the same right side <laughs> pylon, pick up the touchdown, pick up the two-pointer, walk it off in Death Valley. And, you know, as you said, Danny, Tyler, and we're going to get to it, when we get to the top 25, LSU has suddenly reemerged as a team that is, you know, has to take care of business in the SEC to get to the SEC title game. Right. But if they get there and oh. they shock Georgia, it's going to be a real, you know, a real conversation of is this LSU team worthy of going back to the college football I don't playoff? even think it's going to be a conversation. I think I think the answer is yes. But um we will just kind of skim over these ones. Uh we'll just discuss them for a uh, uh, second, but yeah. number 24 Texas time. beats number 13 Kansas State 34-27. Oklahoma State loses to unranked Kansas, 37-16, and NC State somehow was still alive, <laughs> and they beat number 30 or they beat number 21 Wake Forest, 30 to 21. Anything you guys got on these games? They were kind of like at this point, they're all fairly insignificant. Um, right, just just yeah. ranked just draft, teams going down. Probably just draft positioning for some players. B. John Robinson being one, the best running back in college football, yeah, and will be a will be a surefire first round pick. He's ridiculous. He had like 209 rushing yards and a touchdown. Yeah. He's insane. Well, I I will say though, two that catch my eye are the ones in the Big Twelve. Mm. Because Interesting. We're, we're talking about all this top 25 stuff. We, we're going to get to the preview of TCU versus Texas this weekend. Oh. And also Oklahoma State falling. You know, every their preseason in the top 10, everyone kind of thought they would run the Big 12 and maybe get into the college football playoff. They've seemingly fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah, losing Spencer Sanders will do that to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so. It, it, I don't think it asks any questions in terms of like TCU beating Oklahoma State in terms of a you know marquee win, but it's still a solid one at the it, time. It, it opens up a lot of conversations about the Big Twelve and especially Texas taking down Kansas makes this game against TCU this upcoming weekend you know monumental oh, for both sides. Huge, yeah. Uh, well, we'll discuss some of those games, but new top twenty-five: Georgia obviously one, Ohio mm-hmm. State two. Michigan 3, TCU 4, Tennessee 5, Oregon 6, LSU 7, USC 8, Alabama 9, Clemson at 10. Um, I don't really have any any qualms with that. Um, The only one that I'm not a huge fan of is that there's multiple Pac-12 teams in there, and I think the Pac-12 is fraudulent. Right, but still, I do think that Oregon and USC deserve to be in that conversation. I think they're both very good teams. Uh, Utah being close by at and, number, UCLA. and UCLA, 12 there, and 13. There's four Pac-12 teams. They've had it up year. The They've had it up year. Oh, wow, two lanes at 17. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. But, um, the I mean, t- the only, th- not even a qualm that I have is TCU-Tennessee, that four spot ranking. Obviously, TCU running the table is extremely TCU's impressive. TCU's undefeated. If you're they saying TCU it. should not be above Tennessee, you're crazy. I feel like that Tennessee, obviously that Tennessee loss is pretty tough, but you know, if you put them, they're two- not. They have zero shot at getting to the SEC championship unless Georgia loses the next two games. If you put TCU and Tennessee on a head-to-head matchup, who wins though? That's the thing. Like, think about I, that's what not, strength that's of schedule. Not how the rankings, who do you think that's is not better? how the rankings work. 
I don't know. Uh, fair enough. There's four undefeated teams. There's four. Do you think TCU runs the table? I do. I, 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 I think do too, TCU like, gets into the playoffs. We'll see. We'll see. I'm just like I'm just like still thinking about. It. I'm still processing Tennessee losing. I'm just like, yeah, I guess falling to five makes sense. But I think five is the right spot for them. If one of the, one of those four teams above them drops out, they should be because I think they're a top five team in the nation easily. If one of yeah. those teams drops out, they should be the next man up. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. here, now here's the question. So. Well, Danny, you pointed to two Pac-12 teams in here with a couple close by. We could see an Oregon versus Southern Cal Pac-12 title game, which Ooh. would have major implications. So that's one thing I took note of seeing them at six and eight. You know that requires a lot of movement within, you know, the rest of the conferences. And you know, would any of them leapfrog up to four? Because at the end of the day, five doesn't mean anything. If you're not, five means nothing. If you're not, yeah. if you're not, if you're not four, who cares? Yeah, exactly. So, I think that's one thing to take yeah. notice of. I think I could be just making up own fabrications in my head, but I think the committee is, you know, setting the two best teams in the Pac-12. You know, do they deserve the top ten? Yeah. Maybe one. Maybe yeah, one could one be. A, maybe one could be an eleven. Who knows? But I think they're setting it up so that if both teams take care of business, you know, Oregon's had a big one this week against Washington, but if they take care of business, we'll have a top 10 Pac-12 tournament ma- title game matchup that could see some shake-up right. in terms of, you know, if other teams drop, if other teams get help. Another thing I, I'm interested in, too, you know, again, I'm just thinking in terms of what it's going to shake out to who's going to play for the national championship eventually is that Ohio State-Michigan 2-3. And it really, really begs the question because the the Big Ten is terrible this year. Every, both those teams have taken care of, you know, every Big Ten opponent that's come right. their way. Stomped Penn State, both of them. Michigan taking care of little brother, <laughs> per usual. Yep. No shocker there. Those two teams play each other. You know, big, well, biggest college sport, college football rivalry, at least in recent years, probably historically too, but yeah. you can make cases for other teams. I digress. Those two teams are going to play each other, two versus three. One of those teams is going to have to lose, and what do we do with that? Because then we'll have yeah, I think an or- I, I one think loss one Oregon of, I team. Think of, I think one of them's out. I, I really do. I, we, you have a one loss Oregon team oh, to Georgia. Yeah. You have a one loss Tennessee team to Georgia, and then you have a one loss Michigan or Ohio State team to the other. So you've got three teams with one loss to a one or two team in the nation. I think what makes that matchup so interesting, and where they're seated right now, so interesting is that is it going to come down to strength of schedule? Because if so, you have to think that one of those big te- 10 teams is going to get dropped unless it's you know a game like we saw Alabama versus LSU. Two perfect, I won't say that game was perfectly matched, but you know Ohio State Michigan play each other. How well, a like, two and a three play each well, other. Like Bama, Tennessee. Right, right. You, Very you, close you, game. You I think have, that's even better, yeah. You might not see some movement there. And then TCU at four. I know that a lot of alarm bells are going off when you see the Horned Frogs seated <laughs> in the college football playoff here at the Week 10 rankings. The Impressive. Only thing, Kudos to the them. O- the only thing I will say about the Horned Frogs is they cannot fail. Oh, they have no margin and, and we, we know they've got a big yeah. one this weekend. TCU has to run the table, and I think that Big 12 title game is going to be their hardest test because all the lights are on them. Now they have the national focus. Last week they were 7 you know, still some room for air if they drop off. Drop off, everyone would be like, okay, well they were just playing hot. Back yeah. to TCU. Now the flash in the pan has been sustained. There's going to be a ton of movement depending on how this weekend shakes out. But 
I'm really interested to see how those two Pac-12 teams end up at the end of the year, as well as those two Big Ten teams at the year, because it's really themselves versus the field. Yeah, so real real quick, because we only got a few minutes left, give me uh, your guys' top six. Um, first four, yeah. next two out. First, first four, uh, you go, go, you go Tyler. No, you got it. Um, first four, I guess I'll stick with the top four. Uh, you're right. Tennessee at five. Give me LSU at six. They've earned it. I don't. I don't think Oregon really moves me like that. I know they've had a great, great comeback, eight straight wins since that week one dismantling. But I think LSU's the better team. I think if you play them head to head, LSU's the better team. They win. They just come off a very impressive win against Alabama. They're starting to get it together. They Jane Daniels is, is better than Bo Nix. Give me LSU at six. I think I go Georgia one. <laughs> Maybe some Homer bias. I go Michigan two. Oh wow. I just think watching Ohio State, they've been able to do it in the second half all year long, but I think Michigan has played more complete football games. That being said, those two are inseparable, whether you have them 2-3 three, or 3-2. Three, they're, they're a block. I go Oregon 4, TCU 5, Tennessee 6. Wow. I, I have a massive issue with Oregon. I, I have a massive issue with Oregon. Interesting. Explain why. I want to know think now. Tyler, you mentioned it. They got absolutely mollywopped week one against Georgia, who you know took care of business. But since then, since then, I haven't played anyone. I, it, I like. Does it matter? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes that's everything. Who has TCU beaten up on? That was legit. I I mean, I mean they Oklahoma had, State they at had the time four, was very legit. They had four weeks straight, of four straight straight, win, straight win, wins. Win, or ranked I, wins. They beat ranked. Oklahoma. They beat Kansas State. They beat Oklahoma. And where State, do those teams sit Kansas now? State. Where do those teams sit now? Well, it's because they heat. I mean, TCU knocked them off their yeah. pedestal. That's why you got to give credit to TCU here. West Virginia ain't no slouch. Neither is Texas Tech. That's six straight and solid wins. The reason I have Oregon here is not only their big win against UCLA, but I think having Oregon at least in my own mind at four. Ooh, yeah. They finished the year, you know, playing ranked opponents. They play Washington. And then they play a little school, a little school by the name of Utah, who already beat Southern Cal this year. They're gonna get killed by Utah. <laughs> so Utah's I, I, destroy them. I think for my own sake, I think I put Oregon at four just because they have the most to prove for me. And I think if Oregon, I think Oregon has a seat at the this at least at this discussion because the upward trajectory. You can say they didn't beat anybody, even though they took care of UCLA, who was a top ten team when they beat them. Mm-hmm. Good point. Their one loss is against a team that Tennessee had a, a week who just lost to in Georgia. The only difference is, I guess we'll have to see where Tennessee goes from here, but I, th- I really do think that Oregon should be above Tennessee just because of the time of their loss. So, all right, uh, before I get mine, it's real quick, because like I said, we only got a couple minutes. You're telling me that 49-3, to Georgia over Oregon, so that's a just dismantling. So mm-hmm. you're telling me there's only two teams in the nation that are better than losing to Georgia 49 to 3. Yeah. That's wild to me. Insane. There's there's absolutely Tennessee, no Tennessee as much as I like Tennessee, <laughs> te- Georgia could have probably 
the way they pl- started so, that game, so if, if you, they sustained if the way they Oregon, started that game, if they played the first half and the second half of that game, I think Kirby called the dogs off in the second half. I think he said we're. I think he said we're just not going to give them anything. If you look at their play calling in the second half from that Georgia team, they weren't looking to make a statement. They were just looking to get out of there with a win, playing hev- relying heavily on the run in that second half. If Georgia came out with the same firepower that they came out in Week One against Oregon, looking to make a statement and prove that to the best team in the nation as they did in Week One. Georgia could have put up at least another 14 on that Tennessee team. That Tennessee defense looked terrible. They they might have been able to, but I just, I refuse to believe that there are only two teams in the nation that would lose by less than 46 points. We're going off a week one sampling. Yes, I don't care. It doesn't matter. And it happens again in the college football playoff one versus four. Yeah, so if you put Oregon in there, like, what what are you expecting to happen? Give it to give it to Tennessee. I would rather watch Georgia Tennessee again than watch Bo Nix just get like oh, destroyed. He's an SEC product. Yes, and he yeah. got killed, and he had to leave the SEC. Yeah, he he wasn't fit for the SEC. Yeah, he was not. Lights, like, lights were a little too bright, my guy. Okay, but anyway, I got Georgia one. I think it's by it's far head and shoulders. Georgia's one. Give them the natty right now. Yeah. Ohio State two. Get ready for Notre Dame six. Michigan three. <laughs> Yeah, no. Notre Dame four. What are you talking Michigan about? Michigan three, TCU four, Tennessee five, LSU six. LSU's not six. LSU, LSU is, six. is better than Oregon. Like, how how I, can you even say that? Oregon just doesn't do anything. Just, just like this. You wanna, just like this. Ready? LSU is better than Oregon. <laughs> you, bang. You want to you talk about teams getting dismantled? LSU got run off the freaking field by that Tennessee team. Yes. And they beat Alabama. Yes. Bang. Alabama's Alabama's not even in the conversation. And Alabama and they was won better on a two, than they UCLA. Won, they, they won on a two-point conversion. You, you said Oregon's signature win is UCLA. Alabama's ranked higher. Alabama's clearly better. I'm just. It's saying. still a two-loss LSU to LSU team. Don't care. Are going to fold what, the SEC? One West of the like losses by one point in the first week. It was one point instead of the 46 points in the first week. And okay, one place in the Pac-12. We got to wrap this up. Bang. Please. Um, next week, a couple of big games. Super, super quick. Give me your winner score prediction. Number nine, Alabama, and number eleven, Ole Miss. Uh, where's it at? Let's at Ole Miss. At Ole Miss. Um, I think Bama wins and gets their get back. I think Bama wins thirty-four twenty-seven. Keenan. Yeah, I, th- I think we go with Bama, or I go with Bama. Yeah, as well. That's two for Bama. I think. I just think after last week and. Wow. You know, Bama's still theoretically alive. LSU loses, and Bama moves into the SEC championship game. Ooh, and so does Ole Miss, by the way. Ole Miss only this, has has a worse conference record this is than LSU. Because, yeah, because yeah. they lost to LSU head-to-head. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Bama as well. They're 12-point road favorites. That's insane. Yeah, I, I think I go Bama uh, 31-14. to 14. Bama wins. Yeah. Number 22, UCF at number 17, Tulane. I, I think I go Tulane in this one. I'm going to go. I, I haven't really watched them that much this year, but the mean <clears> green, I'm, ga- I'm going to go uh, 35-31, Tulane wins. I'm going to rock with Tulane. They're cooler. They're better. Give me Tulane um, 42-28. I, I think for me, you know, the American Conference maybe doesn't get enough love. As it should, but this Good two this two lane offense is scary. Their defense is amazing. Their defense is really stout too. They put up points seemingly at whim in these past couple of weeks. I like them to keep this trend going. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe get into a 
an average bowl if they keep it going. I'm going Tulane. Let's say 35, UCF, 21. Extremely well-matched teams. Very um, evenly matched. Another fun one, number 25, Washington, at number 6, Oregon. Um, I think Oregon kind of kills them. I, I'm going to go yeah. uh, Oregon, 42, Washington, mm, we'll go 24. Oregon, 34, Washington, 13. I go Oregon too. I mean, I just pumped up Oregon's tires. Imagine, boys, yeah. if I go Oregon loses. This they, <laughs> they put up two a safety. Yeah. <laughs> um, two to three. Two nothing. Oh, <laughs> we're watching Iowa football again. I, nice. Bo Nix has been balling all year. I'm going. Let him keep rocking. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Oregon. Let's say. I'm going to say 38, uh-huh. and then Washington. You know, Washington just being one of those I bottom, mean, you know, twenty-five teams yeah. just catching a, you know, catching a ranking because I'm going to say fourteen. I think, yeah. I they think Oregon Michael, makes a they statement. They got Michael Penix. That's all they got. Yeah, I think Mike. Um, and then the final one. This is the one that <laughs> I'm, I'm most, I'm most excited for this week. Uh, yeah. Number four TCU at number eighteen Texas. Ooh. Sam Ellinger is the Colts quarterback. We're back. One, two, three. Horns Ooh. down. Um, TCU forty-five. Oh, fr- fr- TCU 45, Texas 38. It's going to be a thriller. Texas 28, TCU 21. Oh, so somebody goes down this wow. week. Um, I got, I'm got. i rocking with TCU as well. I think TCU is very good. I think they run the table. Um, they are seven-point dogs going into this one, so that's a little interesting. But I'm going to go TCU 38, Texas 31. Um, I think TCU gets it done in, in a bit of a thriller. But with that being said... I think that's going to do it for us today, boys. Uh, a wild discussion. I got a little heated at points. It was a um, fun one. But, As hey, always. go Irish. Uh, thanks for listening to College Gridiron. For Tyler Who and Keenan Troy, I'm Danny Scott.